0: an adjustment of nature by o henry this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org reading by matt ferrari an adjustment of nature by o henry in an art exhibition the other day i saw a painting that had been sold for 5000 dollars the painter was a young scrub out of the West named Kraft, who had a favorite food and a pet theory. His padlum was an unquenchable belief in the unerring artistic adjustment of nature. His theory was fixed around corned beef hash with poached egg. There was a story behind the picture, so I went home and let it rip out of a fountain pen. The idea of Kraft, but that is not the beginning of the story three years ago kraft bill Judkins, a poet and i took our meals at cypher's on Eighth avenue i say took when we had money cypher got it off of us as he expressed it we had no credit we went in called for food and ate it we paid or we did not pay we had confidence in cypher's sullenness and smouldering ferocity deep down in his sunless soul he was either a prince a fool or an artist he sat at a worm-eaten desk covered with files of waiter's checks so old that i was sure the bottomest one was for clams that hendrick hudson had eaten and paid for cypher had the power in common with napoleon III, and the goggle-eyed perch of throwing a film over his eyes rendering opaque the windows of his soul once when we left him unpaid with egregious excuses i looked back and saw him shaking with inaudible laughter behind his film now and then we paid up back scores but the chief thing at ciphers was millie millie was a waitress she was a grand example of Kraft's theory of the artistic adjustment of nature she belonged largely to waiting as minerva did to the art of scrapping or venus to the science of serious flirtation pedestalled and in bronze she might have stood with the noblest of her heroic sisters as liver and bacon enlivening the world she belonged to Cyphers. you expected to see her colossal figure loom through that reeking blue cloud of smoke from frying fat just as you expect the palisades to appear through a drifting hudson river fog there amid the steam of vegetables and the vapors of acres of ham and the crash of crockery the clatter of steel the screaming of short orders the cries of the hungering and all the horrid tumult of feeding man surrounded by swarms of the buzzing winged beasts bequeathed us by pharaoh millie steered her magnificent way like some great liner fleaving among the canoes of howling savages our goddess of grub was built on lines so majestic that they could be followed only with awe her sleeves were always rolled above her elbows she could have taken us three musketeers in her two hands and dropped us out of the window she had seen fewer years than any of us but she was of such superb evehood and simplicity that she mothered us from the beginning cypher's store of eatables she poured out upon us with royal indifference to price and quantity as from a cornucopia that knew no exhaustion her voice rang like a great silver bell her smile was many-toothed and frequent she seemed like a yellow sunrise on mountain tops i never saw her but i thought of the yosemite and yet somehow i could never think of her as existing outside of Cyprus. there nature had placed her and she had taken root and grown mightily she seemed happy and took her few poor dollars on saturday nights with the flushed pleasure of a child that receives an unexpected donation it was Kraft, who first voiced the fear that each of us must have held latently it came up apropos of course of certain questions of art at which we were hammering one of us compared the harmony existing between a heightened symphony and pistache ice-cream to the exquisite congruity between milly and cyphers there is a certain fate hanging over milly said Kraft, and if it overtakes her she is lost to cyphers and to us she will grow fat asked jetkins fearsomely she will go to night school and become refined I ventured anxiously. It is this, said Kraft, punctuating in a puddle of spilled coffee with a stiff forefinger. Caesar had his brutus, the cotton has its bullworn, the chorus girl has her pittsburger, the summer boarder has his poison ivy, the hero has his carnegie meadow, art has its morgan, the rose has its—speak, I interrupted, much perturbed. You do not think that Milly will begin to lace? One day, concluded Kraft solemnly, there will come to Cyphers for a plate of beans a millionaire lumberman from Wisconsin, and he will marry Milly. Never, exclaimed Judkins and I, in horror. A lumberman, repeated Kraft hoarsely. And a millionaire lumberman, I sighed despairingly. "'From Wisconsin,' groaned Jenkins. "'We agreed that the awful fate seemed to menace her. "'Few things were less improbable. Milly, like some vast virgin stretch of pine woods, "'was made to catch the lumberman's eye, "'and well we knew the habits of the badgers. "'Once fortune smiled upon them. "'Straight to New York, they hie and lay their goods "'at the feet of the girl who serves them beans in a beanery why the alphabet itself connives the sunday newspaper's headliner's work is cut for him winsome waitress wins wealthy wisconsin woodsman for a while we felt that milly was on the verge of being lost to us it was our love of the unerring artistic adjustment of nature that inspired us we could not give her over to a lumberman doubly accursed by wealth and provincialism we shuddered to think that milly with her voice modulated and her elbows covered pouring tea in the marble teepee of a tree murderer no in cypress she belonged in the bacon smoke the cabbage perfume the grand Wagnerian chorus of hurled ironstone china and rattling casters our fears must have been prophetic for on that same evening the Wildwood discharged upon us, Millie's preordained confiscator, our fee to adjustment and order. But Alaska and not Wisconsin bore the burden of the visitation. We were at our supper of beef stew and dried apples when he trotted in as if on the heels of a dog team and made one of the mess at our table with the freedom of the camps he assaulted our ears and claimed the fellowship of men lost in the wilds of a hash house we embraced him as a specimen and in three minutes we had all but died for one another as friends he was rugged and bearded and wind-dried he had just come off the trail he said at one of the north river ferries i fancied i could see the snow-dust of chilipoot yet powdering his shoulders and then he strewed the table with the nuggets stuffed ptarmigans beadwork and seal pelts of the return to klondiker and began to pray to us of his millions bank drafts for two millions was his summing up and a thousand a day piling up from my claims and now i want some beef stew and canned peaches i never got off the train since i mushed out of seattle and i'm hungry the stuff the niggers feed you on Pullman's don't count. You gentlemen order what you want. And then Melly loomed up with a thousand dishes on her bare arm, loomed up, big and white and pink and awful as Mount St. Elias, with a smile like day breaking in a gulch. And the Klondiker threw down his pelts and nuggets as dross and let his jaw fall halfway and stared at her, You could almost see the diamond tiaras on Millie's brow and the hand-embroidered silk Paris gowns that he meant to buy for her. At last, the ballworm had attacked the cotton. The poison ivy was reaching out its tendrils to entwine the summer border. The millionaire lumberman, thinly disguised as the Alaskan miner, was about to engulf our Millie and upset nature's adjustment. Kraft was the first to act he leaped up and pounded the klondiker's back come out and drink he shouted drink first and eat afterward judkins seized one arm and i the other gaily roaringly irresistibly in jolly good fellow style we dragged him from the restaurant to a cafe stuffing his pockets with his embalmed birds and indigestible nuggets there he rumbled a roughly good-humored protest that's the girl for my money he declared she can eat out of my skillet the rest of her life why i never see such a fine girl i'm going back there and ask her to marry me i guess she won't want to sling hash any more when she sees the pile of dust i've got you'll take another whiskey and milk now Craft persuaded with satan's smile i thought you up-country fellows were better sports craft spent his puny store of coin at the bar and then gave judkins and me such an appealing look that we went down to the last dime we had in toasting our guest then when our ammunition was gone and the klondiker still somewhat sober began to babble again of milly craft whispered into his ear such a polite barbed insult relating to people who were miserly with their funds that the miner crashed down handful after handful of silver and notes calling for all the fluids in the world to drown the amputation thus the work was accomplished with his own guns we drove him from the field and then we had him carted to a distant small hotel and put to bed with his nuggets and baby seal skin stuffed around him he will never find cyphers again said Kraft he will propose to the first white apron he sees in a dairy restaurant to and milly i mean the natural adjustment is saved and back to cyphers went we three and finding customers scarce we joined hands and did an indian dance with milly in the centre this i say happened three years ago and about that time a little luck descended upon us three and we were enabled to buy costlier and less wholesome food than cyphers our paths separated and i saw craft no more and Judkins seldom but as i said i saw a painting the other day that was sold for five thousand dollars the title was bodicea and the figure seemed to fill all out of doors but of all the pictures admirers who stood before it I believe I was the only one who longed for Borussia to stalk from her frame, bringing me corned beef hash with poached egg. I hurried away to see Croft. His satanic eyes were the same. His hair was worse tangled, but his clothes had been made by a tailor. I didn't know, I said to him. We've bought a cottage in the Bronx with the money, said he, any evening at seven. Then said I, when you led us against the lumberman, the Klondiker. It wasn't altogether on account of the unerring artistic adjustment of nature? Well, not altogether, said Kraft, with a grin. End of An Adjustment of Nature by O. Henry